Hello and welcome. My name is Ray and I am the host of the Energy Medium Podcast. Here I share stories and insights I've gained as a clairvoyant medium. Take a deep dive into my episodes and get in touch to ask a question or request a topic by clicking the links in the episode description. To book a reading or to share your story, find me on Instagram at Energy Medium or visit my website, energymedium.com. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode here. Uh, I feel almost like a like a teenager sneaking in to their house after being gone all night, like creaking the door open. Um, I know that it's been a little while since I have produced an episode and I've heard from many of you guys and you, a lot of you have checked in with me and made sure, you know, I'm okay and um, let me know how much you guys appreciate the podcast and how much you look forward to hearing future episodes from me. And that always makes my day. Thank you guys so much for checking in and telling me your stories and telling me what you get out of the podcast. It's, it's helpful, right? Because, um, I do this for that. I just do it for that reason to reach many people who are going through similar strange events in their life and need help navigating. And, um, just to fill you guys in, a lot has happened over these last few months. I think my last episode was sometime late November So right before the holidays, and of course we had the holidays, and then shortly after I ended up moving out of the city. I love it because I'm not a city girl. I don't enjoy the city for a lot of reasons, and I do find that it's been helpful for me to kind of remove myself from like the hustle and bustle and the chaos and get more in tune with myself and with nature and my surroundings and live a more simple life. So also too, along with the change of just moving, moving my surroundings, I have been doing a lot of inner work. And that is what this episode is going to touch on is the work. I hear a lot of people talk about the work and you know, inner child work and trauma work and emotional work. However, I feel like it is still pretty vague, kind of like when we, when I was looking, you know, for answers in the energetic realm about chakras and auras and spirit guides, you kind of get the same watered down approach if you will. Um, well, people just will say something super vague, like, oh, well, you just got to do the work. You just got to do the inner work. You got to do the trauma work. What is that work? What does it look like? Um, how do you start doing that work? And there's, you know, some good leaders in that sphere who talk about self-work and I'm not trying to like dog on everyone here, but I do want to talk about the work because it is what hits you really, really hard in the face, especially when you have a significant life change, such as a spiritual awakening or a trauma or a loss of a loved one, um, or a really intense like trigger where, you know, something like really, really gets to you to the core that all stems, you know, and brings up the, the inner work that we all are here 
to do. So what is the work? In my experience and what I've been going through these last few years, and it's just become a little more intense as time goes on, is the work is a few things. It is recognizing your patterns and your shortcomings, recognizing patterns in your relationships, in your friendships, um, and in your thought processes, patterns in your mindset, and patterns in the way you know you talk to yourself about yourself or talk to yourself about other people. For example, one of my patterns is I very quickly will find a way to reject someone so that I have the power, I guess, to reject them first and they can't reject me later because I have already built that wall or made that boundary or built a story in my head about this person, right? And why they're rejectable, why they can't be trusted. So I have significant trust issues and that stems from my childhood. I learned from a very, very young age that I couldn't even trust adults. I learned very quickly that I couldn't trust anyone and I couldn't even you know, trust my parents to a certain extent. And that really left a strong, strong negative imprint on me. And it continues to rob me of beautiful relationships, right? Because I'm constantly seeking out somebody's shortcomings or wrongdoings or red flags. And don't get me wrong, some people have some significant red flags, but I have found significant red flags and people who really didn't have like significant red flags, right? Like where I just try to find the worst in people so I can protect myself from them and, you know, they can never like hurt me or whatever. That has made me a very hard person to build a relationship with or build friendships with. So that's an example of like a pattern, right? Where like I'm in my thirties now and I, I finally realize that most people that come into my life, whether they're partners, you know, life partners, or even just friends or business partners, I constantly, you know, I start immediately, almost immediately building this story around them, around their shortcomings and how they can't be trusted and blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of what I mean by like relationship patterns or even mental patterns. The work is being, you know, real and honest with yourself and kind of seeing yourself from a bird's eye view. But it's challenging because we can often justify why we are the way we are or, you know, why I always seem to find the negative in someone, right? It's a, it's a protection mechanism. I have to do this for survival. When we start doing the work and we start recognizing patterns, we need to notice and be honest with ourselves and recognize too, like, okay, I have this pattern, you know, am I willing to let it go or I'm go- am I going to sit here all day or for the rest of my life and justify it, right? And cling to it even more because I... I don't know how to let it go because this has literally been my survival mechanism my whole life. And and that's where I have found myself and I've heard other people find themselves when they're on the brink of change, right? So when you start to like recognize your patterns and recognize like, oh shit, like 
I'm acting like my mom or I'm acting like my dad or, oh my gosh, like this must be why I do this because of this, this, and this. I have started to cling even more to this defense mechanism um, because I don't know how to live without it. So a lot of times when we go through like a spiritual crisis or some sort of trauma or awakening or whatever, yes, maybe we've been aware of our patterns up until that point. But now as we start to open up, as, as we start to expand and as we start to step into our mature selves, it actually gets like even harder to let it go, to let our patterns go and to let our triggers go. And that is very much where I'm at right now is I, I it almost feels like I'm living in the back seat of the car and I'm just watching little, you know, whatever 14 year old Ray drive the car and make these decisions and push people away and build these walls and seemingly protect herself, but in an immature, destructive way. Now that might seem insignificant and not all that important of a pattern that I'm working through uh, because it sounds very simple. However, it is the most crucial negative pattern I have ever worked through. Trust issues are very special because trust issues, of course, usually always stem from childhood. They deeply affect the development of our root chakra. The root chakra is all about safety and grounding and rooting into where we belong. And in order to do that, we have to be able to trust other people, um, especially our parents or our caregivers. People who have trust issues that I have found, including myself, also have pretty significant health issues because when the root chakra is not developed properly or potentially has blocks or damaging from relational trust issues, very strange illnesses or even infertility can arise. And those of you who have been following me since the beginning, you know that I have an autoimmune condition that greatly affects my root chakra. No doctor, no doctor I've ever seen, a Western conventional doctor, would guide me or tell me that the physical illness I was experiencing for so long was a manifestation of an emotional distress and of an emotional problem, an emotional pattern. And I only found one person my whole life who actually recognized that and who actually helped me understand that the more I healed through my relationships and through my ability to, to love and trust someone and begin to develop true, authentic, vulnerable relationships with other people, it would send a signal to my body that it was safe to start to heal. So awareness of the pattern is just the beginning of the work. The rest of the work is realizing how this pattern that you are now aware of has wreaked havoc in your life and on your relationships and potentially on your, your body, your physical body, on your emotional health, and so on and so forth. And then recognizing that it is you and only you 
who has the power to change that pattern. And we can definitely be guided by great teachers and great mentors and people who are able to see us for who we really are and see big picture and help us to recognize our patterns. Absolutely, those people are helpful, but those people cannot change the pattern for us. We have to change that pattern. That is what I believe the work is, is actively changing your pattern. Because I meet a lot of people who will justify with me that they are aware of their pattern and why they have that pattern, but they are not actively trying to change the way they act and the way they are and step into their more mature selves to stop acting out the trauma and destructiveness of that pattern. So this is where I believe is the most important part of the work, and that is we must become our most mature and highest self. We must become that person. Now, the problem is, is that many of us have not had a good example of what that person looks like or acts like or does or thinks like. A lot of us don't have good role models. A lot of us are in positions that we're in because, like I said, of that childhood trauma or whatever it was that got us where we are today. And don't get me wrong, I'm not speaking for everyone here. I know that there's a lot of people out there who have had wonderful role models and wonderful parents and have really, really good heads on their shoulders. And this message is not quite for them, right? This message is for the people who are so broken and so lost and so empty and they have nowhere to turn and potentially their physical bodies are failing them and their mental health is failing them. That's really what I'm talking about here because that's where I was. (laughs) That's exactly where I was before three years ago when my, my eyes finally opened up and I started embarking on this work. So Again, the work is stepping into really, really big shoes that only you can fill. And the way I have started to do this in my own life is I take time, intentional time, at least once a day to envision the woman I want to be and the woman I want to step into. How does she act? What thoughts does she think? How does she care for herself and care for other people? How does she protect herself with strong boundaries by not pushing people away? So there's this balance, right? Where in order to step into our most mature self, that doesn't just mean like we're happy-go-lucky and we don't have any problems anymore. That's that's not the end-all be-all. We will always have problems and we will always be working towards solving them. Um, But what I'm saying is who we show up as, as we begin to solve these problems and reapproach people and heal our relationships and heal our bodies and heal our mental states is 100%, in my opinion, the only way to fix these, these issues is by actively, consciously striving to be better and better 
So this is not to be confused with like perfectionism. I'm not talking about being a perfectionist. It's almost like becoming the parent to yourself. If you could be the most loving, wise, giving, nurturing, but at the same time, stern and disciplined and responsible parent that you could ever be to yourself, what would that look like? And who would that person be like? And that, my friends, is the work. Because a lot of the work is very much, in essence, it is reparenting ourselves, uh, starting with what I believe is to be the most important structural component of rebuilding the foundation of ourselves, which, which is rebuilding the trust we have for ourselves, especially for ourselves and for other people. And we build trust for ourselves by following through with our promises and commitments and above all else, taking care of our bodies and our needs so that we can be fully functional and optimal and start to handle like actual real problems that come our way. Because ignoring ourselves and ignoring our needs and not nourishing ourselves and constantly bombarding ourselves with whatever it is that we fill our heads with every day, that distracts us from who we actually are and why we're actually here, those distractions are ultimate downfall because they just feed into our negative cycles and patterns. And if anything, just give us another excuse as to why we need to be the way we are or protect ourselves in these ways that really aren't that protective and are more harmful and destructive in nature. So what happens when you start to embark on the work? Well, you're going to find yourself all the time, very quickly, defaulting back to your patterns and it's going to be very frustrating for you and you're going to get very mad at yourself and you're literally going to watch yourself, like I said, like a backseat driver, make the wrong turn even though you know that it's the wrong turn and you shouldn't go that way. (laughs) And it gets more and more challenging to restructure and reparent ourselves because, at least in my experience, I just get more and more frustrated with myself because it's like I can't seem to change or I can't seem to make the right decision or I can't seem to stop myself from defaulting back into this cycle that I default to. And I have a few cycles, not just you know the relational one. I have several and many of us do. And it's important to recognize that and recognize that the work is not easy. It's very hard. It's very hard to stop yourself from defaulting into anger or withdrawal or anxiety because that has literally been the way you've protected yourself for so long. It's important that, you know, if, if, you are in the middle of doing the work or you haven't, you know, embarked on it yet, but you realize that it's about time you start. Um, it's important to understand that you will have moments of failure, like complete failure, and you will start to notice more when you fail. It will start to bother you more. It will start to trigger you more, but that is all a part of the healing and growing process. Ultimately, I don't think any of us like our negative destructive patterns because ultimately they just end up hurting ourselves and other people. And that is, 
the worst hurt because what I'm realizing now is that, and this did not make any sense to me. I just thought it was so cliche every time I heard this, but it makes total sense now because I actually like feel it. Like I can embody it and I, and I feel the pain that I inflict on another person in myself when I cause them pain. It only hurts us to hurt other people. As cliche as that sounds, it is absolutely true. So I'm always recognizing when I hurt someone and when I can do better next time and what mature Ray would would have or could have done differently and constantly trying to step in and fill out those shoes. So I would like to hear from some of you who this resonates with and if you feel comfortable and vulnerable enough to share with me some of your negative patterns and how you are currently um, living with them and living through them. And maybe just also to what your ultimate, mature, highest, best self looks like and does and acts like and how they treat other people and how they treat themselves. And Again, if you feel comfortable sharing that with me, awesome. You can go to my website. You can send me a message, energymedium.com. But if anything, I suggest that you write it down for you. Write down on paper or in the notes section of your phone what your highest best self looks like, thinks like, how they act, how they handle challenging situations, how they handle people betraying them, lying to them, how they handle their money, how they feed themselves, how they show up to work, how they start their day, how they end their day. Be as detailed as possible. And I'm constantly adding to my list and reading my list. I do recommend that you read this list of values and and personality traits and characteristics that you want to build in yourself. Um, do read and reflect on that that list because that is your reminder and that is absolutely a part of the process of beginning to become and create and cultivate this person inside of you. And that is the work. <laughs> that is, in my opinion, that is the work and it is hard work. And with that, I'm going to let you guys go. Do visit me. Do send me your stories. Keep checking in. I love to hear from you. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. 